Welcome to the Tech Ranch. Now, here is your host, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. So, uh, as far as tech, what's new and exciting on the horizon right now? Well, think, what are you following? So I have I have a couple things I'm following right now. I think this is really interesting and probably appeals to me a lot because I travel a lot. I know you do too. When you fly, do you typically check a bag? Depends on where I'm flying to or for what. Do you uh, try to avoid it though? I, I do try to avoid. And why is a that? Bag. Uh, because if I'm bringing enough to check a bag, I'm bringing too much stuff. Okay. So I, how much? If it depends. If I'm flying for three or four days, and I can get everything in a little carry-on. Right. If, if I'm going on vacation for a week. It depends if I can do laundry when I'm there. I, I really try to n- minimize what I'm bringing. Now, if I'm traveling with my wife, that's a different story. And yes, we are checking a bag because right. those eight pair of shoes aren't going to fit in my carry-on. Right. Or her carry-on. Yeah. Or a combination thereof. So it depends on what the reason for traveling is. And I try to drive a lot. I, I'll, go, I'll go down to Denver and I'll drive. It, my, my rule of thumb with travel is... If it takes me longer to fly to and connect and right. sit in the airport right. than it does to drive, I will drive because yeah. I'm going to need a vehicle when I get there anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's usually my rule of thumb. So I'll drive to Denver a lot because right. by the time I, if, if I'm taking Delta and I take Delta a lot, if I'm flying to Minneapolis to catch a flight to Denver and I hate going the other direction to go me a too. different direction, so I'll drive to Denver. Right. Mine is I, I'm I'm the same philosophy, but I would be like more. I would take the the flight to Denver with another carrier simply because I just hate to go right. someplace else. So I'll pay the little extra or whatever. But but like <clears throat> Sioux Falls or Omaha or whatever. I mean, I'm driving those because same thing. I mean, by the time you you go to the airport, make your connections, do all this other stuff, you've spent just as much time in the airport and then getting your car and doing all this other stuff as you would if you. I will say this with Denver though: if I've got business downtown, I. Don't drive. I will fly to Denver just because I like taking that train. It's thirty minutes. You don't have to sure. deal with traffic. It, it drops you off downtown. You yep. have the 16th Street Mall, uh, free transportation. I can get around anywhere I want downtown Denver if I'm working in that area. Right, right. So anyway, with the check bag stuff, if if your check bag, if you showed up at the airport and just dropped your bag off, and that would be that. They have that bag drop. You can do that. But you pay a lot extra for that. And not, still... not really. If you check in or let's so like with So I'll when you say Delta. bag drop, what do you mean by that? So like with Delta, I'll, I'll get there and, and they only have this at bigger airports. Um, you get to the airport, you drop a bag and they've got gate. Well, actually, it's nicer weather places, too. Um, you'll you check in early and you can drop your bag at a kiosk out in front of the entry door for the gate where you're going. Okay. Yeah, so, so you don't have to go stand in line. To you don't check have to go bag. stand in line to check a bag. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So how are they tagging them then? They, they tag them right there. They've got staff out front. Oh, okay. So you're not going. To, you're, you're already pre-ticketed. You're pre-checked. Yeah, yeah, in. yeah. But you still have to. You still have to. And con- sometimes there's a little line there. Right. But it's much right. shorter than the line inside. Right. Right. Okay. Imagine not having to stand in line at all. Well, you don't have to because you pack light anyway. Speedos don't take up much room. That's true. Yes. That's true. 
But we'll imagine, find out tomorrow imagine the dunk if you tank. showed up and you just dropped your bag, and that would be that. So, um, is that because they chip them or something? So and, this is what they're doing. So Alaska Airlines is going to experiment with this. It there's a there's an electronic tag that you will attach to your bag. Cost seventy dollars for this tag. That seems to be a common number, seventy dollars with airlines, because that's like the pre TSA and the Yes, that's true. Seventy dollars is a maybe common, that's the maybe. maybe that is the price point yeah. that people think that's okay. But seventy five or seventy bucks and then that's it. You have your bag tagged. And when you show up at the airport, here you go. Here's my bag. That's it. You there's no waiting in line to get a paper tag put on the bag they just it's already got an eft in it and they just scan the bag and away it goes so do they know what the weight of the bag is so yes i would imagine that there's probably a thing that you'd put your bag on that says yes it can go and 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 yeah. that and then away because you go. if you're point one pounds over i know you're gonna pay extra that's correct like, that's correct but uh well alaska so it's alaska airlines alaska's a little more forgiving with that i kind of like stuff. alaska i airlines. like alaska a lot and too. they're no longer partnered with delta but uh, we were actually this close when I was the mayor of getting Alaskan Airlines oh into Bismarck. See, Alaska is amazing. This close. Their seats are amazing. Yeah, They're, this close. Yeah. And then COVID hit. Yeah. But I was working on getting Alaska. How close was that again? This close. Okay. This minuscule. My fingers are that far apart. But I was working on it with Greg. We got an amazing airport manager in Bismarck. We're lucky there. Um, but we were that close to getting Alaska uh, coming into Bismarck. They were looking at a multi-leg flight to the West Coast, which I would have loved because I fly west most of the time. Um, the other one I was working on was trying to get Delta back to their Salt Lake hub, so getting a flight there. Um, but the Alaska was close, and then COVID hit, and everything changed. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I think uh, I, I'm just thinking about myself. And I do whatever it's I all can. About you. It is about me. <laughs> but I do whatever I can to get through the airport quickly. So, well, yeah. If this is something that will be used across other airlines, if if Alaska Airlines, if this experiment works for them, I'd imagine the rest of them will pick up on it as well. Alaska is really an innovator they when are. it comes to aviation nowadays, yep. and it, a lot of that innovation is on the customer service side, right? Because they understand that time is money and time is more valuable than most other things. Yes. And they do a really good job of taking care of them. They're probably the closest domestic carrier to a European airline that we have in this country. Yeah. And if you've ever had an opportunity to fly on Air France or um, the Dutch airline, any of those they far outpace U.S. airlines. I've heard that. I've never had those opportunities. Amazing. Interesting. They pamper you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Marlo likes to be pampered. I do. He I does. Do. <laughs> That'd be cool, though. Just drop your bag and go. Yeah. That's why I like flying into the Denver airport uh, when they get the light rail done. It, it, it. I've been stuck in traffic going to or from the airport for two and a half hours. And I can set my clock by the light rail it's 30 minutes to get downtown to Union Station. Yeah. 30 minutes. It, it never fails, which means that gives me extra time before I have to leave. That gives me extra time when I get there for business meetings. I don't lose as much time for work, but uh, yes. tech stuff. So yeah. from airport bag tags, yes. which so I have, I have think uh, tech, that, have, that's, that's an interesting stretch of tech, but well, it's, they're using it tactics expedited through the airport. So Again, I, I do like that. Whether it's the business or it's your personal, time is money. Well, you think about the tech that goes into just managing air travel. 
I mean, it, it's massive when you think about it. I mean, you know, the ticketing process, it used to be that we just, and I, I almost miss these days, actually. You would just walk up to the counter, plop buy your money ticket. down, buy a ticket, and go someplace. That's how it used to be done. Yeah, and, and well, and, but that's part of the management side of stuff. That's why it's within two weeks the tickets get really expensive because they don't want people doing that. They right. want you to plan this so that they can budget flights and baggage and employee time. You take a look at what's going on right now with the pilot shortage. Yes. And, yep. you know, great example last night. Allegiant comes in way late. Right. Pilots that were over time. And uh, take a look at what's going on in Washington, D.C. right now. Uh, they're trying to pass legislation to extend the retirement age for pilots. So there's not a mandatory retirement. It's what I believe it's 62 or 65. I didn't or know that. Yeah. Well, money involved. So young pilots right. don't make crap, right? And older pilots make bank, right? So I, there's a little complicitness because I've got a lot of pilot buddies that uh, there's a little complicitness between the airlines and the FAA to time out pilots because that upper echelon of pilots, the one that make all the money, they want them retired and right. gone so they don't have to pay them all right. the money. So right. it's a little bit of a juggling act, but that's why a lot of pilots who you know, 65 is not old. No. Or 60, whatever it is, is not old. Uh, and you're very qualified to continue flying into your 70s. A lot of people. You got, because there's so many protocols that you have to pass so that you're in physical shape, your exactly. mental acuity. Um, the safety side of it's there. So I don't have a problem with a pilot being 70. I, I don't, especially if it means that I'm going to actually have a flight because there's not a shortage of pilots. Exactly. So now they're trying to navigate through that. But that's why the... And most of the flight's automated anyway. Yeah. In fact, I, that would scare you to tell you how often it is totally honestly, automated. you can push a button and the plane will take off, the plane will land. That's correct. Yes. So... Flight attendants are there for safety. That's right. You know, when you could actually just put a snack machine in the front of the plane. And Interesting idea. Vending could. machines and Bending airplanes. Machines and airplanes. True. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, uh, tech stuff. Uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about tech and, and some of the things going on nationally because there was this big shortage of workers and then there is too many workers because recession and jobs and we talk about this on Thursdays with Joe Sheehan quite a bit, but the tech sector has really been hit a lot with layoffs lately. So I, I, but we're I, still I, short of chips. We're still sh so. Is it specific it, places in the tech sector? So I'm just going to back up a little bit, I guess. So a couple months ago, I don't think you were on that day. We were talking about what we thought was going to happen in the tech sector when it comes to jobs, and you're starting. To, you were starting to see at that time just a little inkling of it. But it's amazing. Well, you saw Tesla. Tesla contracted and, and it's amazing laid off a bunch of what's just going morning. on. Yeah. Um, just this morning. Just this morning. Are you familiar with Shopify? Yes. Okay. So Shopify is probably the world's most renowned shopping cart for WordPress websites. They, I forget how many shopping carts that they handle for, for websites. They just announced they're laying off 10% of their workers. And their stock dropped 16% on the layoff just immediately. Microsoft. See, I would think stock would go up when you're cutting overhead. That's interesting. So Microsoft is, uh, um, also has eliminated all open jobs. So there, there is, 
No open jobs right now for Microsoft. They have a position they needed to fill. They're not they filling it. Took it down. Took, just took it down. So a lot of companies have done this. So all of these jobs that were out there before have now just shrunk away. And a lot of companies, Tesla is one of them, have announced that they're they're you know moving away. They're seriously moving away from work at home scenarios. Oh right. my goodness! If you're if you were in a scenario during COVID that you could work from home. And the companies were like, yes, we need staff. We need to stay open. So they were with this. They're not there anymore. So my question with that from a staffing perspective, they're trying to reduce some of their workforce. Um, There's a lot of people because of the scenario that's out there now with working from home and that being a job choice or or an option within your workday. Won't they lose some staff naturally because people are like, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm I'm going to continue to work from home. I'm not going to go back to an office. And I believe that is the plan. They, they just, they, they've noticed a significant downturn in productivity. Well, and and that's the piece because this is the part that I was worried about when COVID was hitting and oh, everybody can work from home. Okay, fine. There are some jobs and there are some people that can do a great job working from home. Yes. It, probably more productive. If you can multitask, it, way more productive. Um, there's a lot of people that need structure. And, well, and, and I they think, can't work from home. I think there's a creativity element here, too, right. that people are... I mean, just think about your gig here, you know, and, and I know when I... I'm, I'm way better when I'm interactive with somebody and I've got somebody in the studio than rather on the phone. That's right. I mean, the interview you had with Daryl earlier, right, from the State Fair... It's okay. Yeah. But you, you don't. But I've known Daryl for a long time too. It's so, so, but there's, it's just different. And, yeah. and there's something about being across the table in a group atmosphere, social you, setting. And you start, you know, the, the ideation session that you're going to have and people start, you know, and before you know it, you've Zoom come up with this amazing product. Cover or, that. No, it just doesn't. And it just doesn't. Where I was going with this is the one thing that was left out was, we never heard talk about the metrics. Nobody really developed a good metric for measuring productivity. That was what was missing. My my dad's wife out in, in Portland, Oregon, she worked from home a lot. Her department, she worked for uh, or works for U.S. Bank in the commercial mortgage sector. The department she runs, they were more productive working at home. Uh, they also had some very, very high... Um, business volumes that they were going through and short of staff and not having to commute, which in Portland, Seattle, horrible commutes, three hours out of your day can be a commute. Uh, people were putting that commute time towards working. So they were getting more productivity out of their employees because, well, it was nothing to work a 10, 11, 12 hour day because you didn't have that commute to go along with it. Three hours one way. You didn't have to do that. Right. So people were happy to work more because they were at home. And and her department was way more productive. Brought them back to work. And then they went, wait a minute. We lost all this productivity. Nobody wanted to work the overtime because I got to spend three hours commuting every day. Uh, okay, fine. Let's go to a hybrid where you just come in every now and then so we can have our meetings. And that's the face-to-face social interaction stuff. So uh, two days a month, they have to go into the office for a couple of days. It, it, fine. But they kept the productivity at home. Right. The metric to measure the productivity should have been on the front side, not what we're seeing on the back side. Now we're going, oh, crap, we've lost all this productivity. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of companies I don't think had much choice. You know, they needed to stay open. It was a solution to not bring everybody together, you know, in, in the throes of the pandemic. You know, at that time, we didn't know any better. 
so you just did what you could to survive. I mean, I I know the the we for the first time in the history of all of my companies locked the front doors. I cannot believe that we actually were a company in business for the public and we locked our doors. So it wasn't just because I called and no, said I was coming by? You. No. Okay. No. Right. Although I, I did I feel I, better now. I did warn them, so don't be surprised <laughs> at eleven oh five if somebody's at the door with a lock saying, No, no entry, Steve. So <laughs> just a stop by on the on the fly. It's a little bit better. But but that was the scenario. It and, was the scenario. And yeah. You know, the part for me that I find a little befuddling is of all places, the tech sector should have been where the metric for productivity should have been brought up first. Sure. And it wasn't. It, it's everybody's dealing with it on the backside. Yeah. And that's the part that I find a little but they're disconcerting. All, they're all seeing it. And, and, you know, and I just wonder about the number of jobs. Okay. So all these jobs have been across the country for the last, you know, six months, a year or whatever. We've had a worker shortage. And I, I truly believe we do have a worker shortage, but. There are some elements to this that I think are underlying currents. One of them is if a company can hire somebody and they will come to work, actually show up physically at the plant, then that person is going to be replacing the one that refuses to come to work now. Yeah. Because, And I truly believe a lot of those job openings were just replacements for the people who are wanting to stay at home. So the people who are at home now... Um, and wanting to stay at home and still need to work, there's going to be a lot of pressure put on you pretty soon, I think, because those opportunities that you could maybe hop from company to company or company to work from home are going to start drying up because companies are bringing people back. And then so, what about the automation side, especially in the tech sector, yeah. when you have an opportunity to go, okay, we can't find works. McDonald's a great example. Yep. With their kiosks, they've yep. gotten rid of their front counter staff for the most part. All over the place, yeah. And that's happening everywhere, everywhere. because we can automate something. Yep. I can have a, a robot make a hamburger. Yep. Um, so at what what's the tipping point, whether it's the tech sector or somewhere else, where companies just get fed up with, we can't find workers, we can't find people that want to come to work, we, do, we can't find people that want to be here rather than not work from home, so... It's, it's, we it's, can automate a lot of jobs. It's return on investment. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. So if it's, there's a lot of factors at play here too, right? So the government mandates $15 an hour jobs. Just throwing this out. And I'm not a political person. You know this. Um, but if they mandate this and then they look at a kiosk and the kiosk can do this for $4 an hour. Yeah. $30,000 on a kiosk. Right. Right. And that replaces this one person. The corporation is going to go. People. Corporations are just going to go that, hey, we can just replace this. Because the thing is that what, what McDonald's knows is they're they're going to have a tough time getting $10 for a Big Mac. Not right? going to happen. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. So in order to stay within the realm of pricing for the consumer. I got a cow every year. I'll make my own hamburger. They have to figure out on the other side, how do we cut costs? Because... We just can't charge $10 for a bag of French fries or eight and a half bucks for, for a Coca-Cola. We can't do that. That's not our business model. We're not a high-end restaurant. We're serving hamburgers and French fries. Yeah. And people will not pay $28 for a Big Mac meal. I'm, I'm that That's really what it comes down to. So when everything else is out of their control, you know, cost of goods, uh, 
the price of employment. You know, I mean, they have to have people in there. They're going to figure out other ways to make this happen. And automation is really the only route that they can go right now because all this other pressure is coming at them. You know who's going to really be upset as a consumer? Yeah. Uh, if costs for $10 for a hamburger, yeah. my dogs, when I'm traveling, they get cheeseburgers from McDonald's. What? Yeah. It's let's, easier than stopping to feed them. And let's hope that, that they always get a treat after I get done pheasant hunting. They, we get done with a hunting trip. They always stop at McDonald's. Do they go crazy when you drive by a McDonald's? Oh God, then? they nuts. They know they yeah. can smell it. Well, they, but they know if it's, if we're traveling, oh. they're like, Oh, here we go. Where's my McDonald's? Yes. Yes. Coming into town. Or, fascinating. Where, where's my McDonald's? Interesting. You gotta spoil the dog. We're gonna come back to the workforce stuff in just a minute, but, uh, uh Randy, you've got an, an issue at home with your thermostat. Well, I've been meaning to get this, um, smart thermostat for well, a long smart time. Smart things? That's why Marlo's here. Yeah. And I, I got the Amazon Alexa enabled thermostat. And it leaves something to be desired. Uh, the app is just awful. I mean, it's just really? awful. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, it wants to set my house to 86 degrees in the middle of the day. <laughs> but you're you not know, there, right? I, I tell it 75. It totally ignores the settings, and it wants to set it to 86, which is like the temperature of the sun. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, so, so I wrote a very bad review. You did uh, say uh, Fahrenheit, on, right? Oh, yes, Fahrenheit. Okay. Yes. Just well, 86 Celsius. This, is the, United States. Is this so is the United States of America. It's Fahrenheit. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Sorry, Canadians. First world problems here. I just, I'm, I'm loving how passionate he is about how much he hates this device. Well, now you've got a similar device, Marley. Well, you've I got have, a Nest. I do have the Nest, and and I, I haven't had any of these. But this is kind of the reason that we're talking about this because you know Randy was talking a month or two ago he was going to get this, and I actually encouraged him to go do this. And well, I'm, I'm feeling bad now. I'm super cheap. I buy by price. So and this uh, time, I yeah. should, this time I should have. Just spent the extra money and got in the nest. How much was the... It was like, well, I got it on uh, a Prime Day. Okay. So it was like $59. Oh, okay. Something like that. Yeah, I think my nest was like 200 bucks, yeah, well, 179 that, or there something. There you see yeah. my dilemma. Is yeah. That being a cheap person like I am, I always... Well, you're I always, working radio. I mean, what... Well, that's true, yeah. too. <laughs> I hate to admit Now, that, is that a subscription fee or is that a one-time expense? one-time No, thing. it's a one-time yeah. expense, yeah. And I bought the C-Wire adapter because you need a C-Wire from your um, right. HVAC system, right. which is 24 volts. Right. Well, it turns out I didn't need it. I hooked up my own C-Wire. But okay. the C-Wire adapter took three weeks. It still hasn't arrived. So if I needed the C-Wire adapter, really needed it, um, I wouldn't even be able to use the thermostat. Are there any firmware updates or anything that you're unaware well, of? Well, that's what I was hoping. Yeah. And I didn't see any updates uh, in the in the Google Play Store. Uh, for that, but you know, I've I've got some I've got some issues with the Alexa app. It's it's not there yet. Right. So uh, you spent fifty nine dollars. You spent two hundred and some dollars. I think it's one hundred and seventy nine. Okay. Yeah. So and, and here's the simplest best piece of tech I can give you for advice. Mm-hmm. What am I holding up? The number one one, one. this A finger an A index finger, finger. index yes. finger yes. I just push the button. Oh, it's pretty simple. Push the button. I get on home his, and I his, on turn the air conditioning down. Oh, yeah, but you know what's and, the point? And when in... I leave in the morning, I turn the temperature up. Right, but you don't buy a smart thermostat to do it manually. You know what this cost me? Which is what I end up doing. <laughs> I end up doing it manually, <laughs> right. setting it. Yeah. Right. And, and, and this didn't cost me the fifty nine dollars no. that you spent to 
still do the same well, thing that I'm doing. I didn't know this, but you're cheaper than I am. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I was the cheapest man in town. Fiscally conservative is the no. way I like to well, we'll refer to that. We'll call it frugal. Frugal, okay, that's, yes. That's I like frugal. Rhymes with Google. Yeah. Well, good luck with that, Randy. I well, hope that you. works out yeah. for you. Thank you. Come you back you can tell I have no here. opinion on this. <laughs> no, I, I want to hear about the transition from summer to fall and how much you're going to fight with this thing. Yeah. So it'll be fun. I mean, if it wouldn't ignore the temperatures I set. It right. just totally ignores it. There, right. There's got to be a bug in it somewhere. <laughs> Wait till it's winter and it I'm just, cranks yeah. the air conditioning. Well, yeah, the air conditioner is going to start <laughs> popping on. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be my house is 100 degrees. Uh, uh, well, good luck with that. Yeah, well, good thank luck. You. Thank I, you. If Appreciate I have any that. other advice for you besides go buy one, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Get you went down that road. That didn't work out anyway. so well. I mean, I could send it back. You could. You know, Amazon's good that way. They are, and maybe you have a faulty unit. Maybe, maybe you have some artificial intelligence in there that, that doesn't well, like you well, a whole well, lot. Well, here's another thing. It's got AI in it. It's called hunches. Yeah. And it, it when Alexa gets a hunch that you want the temperature turned down, I don't know how it calculates that, um, it'll it'll turn it down, but I don't trust it. I just flat out don't trust <laughs> so, it. So it's, they can't get the schedule right. How are they going to get that right? <laughs> maybe you have the hunches as the priority, so that's why... We have a hunch that Randy wants his house at 87 degrees. Maybe yeah. you can use hunches for your picking your fantasy football team. There could we, be all kinds of uses It might be this. better yeah. at that yeah. than setting temperatures. I have a hunch. <laughs> He's going to throw for five touchdowns. I, I put that quarterback. There, there you down. go. Yeah. There you hunch. go. What, what are the lottery numbers? Alexa, what are the mega millions for tonight? It's like 880 million right now. It's or something. 830. It's, 830. It's, 830. Yeah. It was like 790 yesterday. Okay. Bought a ticket. This, Did you? Yeah, it'll, it'll be nine. Yeah, I always buy the ticket. I buy the ticket when I have the least chance of winning. And like so the odds are astronomical. Astronomical. Well, yeah. so I'll buy the One ticket. in a billion. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. You know, I, I thought about that. It's like, okay, I always buy the ticket when it's four fifty and up, and it's like, oh, yeah, get the big bait. The odds are better when it's oh, starting over twenty million. Yeah, probably like, uh, because I could live on that. Yeah, I, I, twenty yeah. million. You know, it's I can like, make that work somehow. Yeah, I could make twenty million work. Sure. Or, but You'd have to work hard at out. it, but yeah. you could you could make it work. Yeah, I mean, a certain amount of money is just a certain amount of money, and you can only spend so much. Yeah, so why true. do you buy your ticket when it's astronomical right. versus okay, better odds down yeah. here? Yeah, because we're all conditioned by the Illuminati. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to do these things. Speaking of conspiracy theories, now we were talking a little bit about uh, the the workforce stuff right. with the tech side of right. things, and. and you and I were talking during the break that, okay, I've got some serious reservations on at what point do we over-automate because people don't want to work and all, all that stuff or the cost of. So at what point, under the guise of making people's lives better, are now we have eliminated jobs and we have too many people. So what are you going to do for a job? Because, well, it's automated. So your life's easier but you don't have a job to make money and then the government takes care of you because that's your only other option. And I don't like that scenario. It sounds awful socialistic to me under the guise of we're making your life better. So I can, I always go back to history because there's all kinds, there can be all kinds of fear mongering that goes on with this, but we've been, we've been going through this for hundreds if not thousands of years there's always something better something the, is improving the wheel the wheel was invented fire became a thing i mean you can go all the way back and what does fire do now it heats our homes 
right? I mean, it, it made it made the furnace industry. Though we we wouldn't have cars if we didn't have the wheel, you know. But but inventing the wheel put people who hauled brick by hand out of business. You follow where I'm going with this? So so we need to come up with inno- new innovation industries. Begats innovation, right? Okay, so we we may eliminate the people who are waiting on you and McDonald's to take your hamburger and french fry order, but there's another job that's going to come around on the backside of that that we probably don't even know about yet. I mean, think about this. This device I'm holding in my hand, this phone, put a half a million people out of work because right. we moved from landlines to cellular service. Now, you can still get a landline, but even the landline industry is basically VoIP, voice over internet protocol, right? Yeah. So... But we have a fax machine here, so we have a landline. So in which doesn't work most which of the doesn't time. Work most of the time. <laughs> well, because yes. everything's digital now. Everything's digital, right? Now you think about this. This this device. I'm holding a smartphone in my hand, by the way. Um, Two million apps. This device is not eight hundred thousand hours old. No, excuse me, eight thousand, eighty thousand hours. Not a hundred. Doing my math real quick. The car. Since the car became the major form of transportation, it's not a million hours. Isn't that crazy when you think about this? It's really? not a million yes. hours. Wow. This is under 100,000 hours. So the cell phone, as we know it today, the smart device that we hold in our hand is 100,000 hours old. And yet we've created 2 million apps. 2 million. So you think is that about all? The, you think about we gave, we, we lost a half a million jobs. I do have is that to all, download right? that plant yeah. app so I can look at yes. plants, too. Lose a half a million jobs on the one side, right? But on the other side, because we have this technology, we've developed two million apps, and every one of those apps has people working on them. So it's millions and millions and millions of people that we've put to work because and of the this. nine-year-olds making the phones over in Asia. <laughs> well, so that, that's they a, all have jobs. It created too, an industry that we didn't have before. That's right, and because yeah. of this, this now has created industries on itself. Lyft, Uber. Airbnb, VRBO mm-hmm. don't exist if we don't have this device, right? So the gigs, how many people do you know drive Lyft and Uber? I know, I know quite a few people that do and this yet, on the side. And you still can't get can't one get in Bismarck here. and Mandan. But, but uh, generally speaking, um, and and um, always, they, they put the taxi business out of their taxi industry have, pretty much out of business. They have, but but how many people are now employed because of it? Right, it's it's insane, but. Okay, here's the problem I have, though. You have to wait that while a lot of people complain about not being able to get a taxi at the time they wanted to get a taxi, but it was regulated, organized versus, well, I don't feel like working. Right. So now there's a reliability piece that comes into that. Because so in our neck of the woods, great example, true. Lyft and Uber, you can't get one. At all times here. I have a hard Bismarck. time yeah. when I'm going to the airport at 5 o'clock in the morning. I would hear I people complaining yeah. all the time about, I can't get it. Right. My flight came in at 1030. I cannot right. get it. And we've got business people coming in who from other places, bigger cities that are used to that. Yeah. They're so conditioned. It's like, what's a taxi? Right. And they can't get one. So there's a reliability piece to that, too. At least with taxis, you knew there was a taxi and here's the hours, posted hours. Somebody was going to be on call. It may, you may have to wait a little while, but you were going to get a taxi. So next Friday, the three of us, by the way, are going to become Lyft and Uber drivers. And we're going to have a little competition on who can make the most tips next Friday night. Really? I think if you work at it, you can do quite well. Oh, very can, I, know, so. I know people who do very well. I've got friends but, that do but very well. I've got people who have engineering degrees that have dropped it all so they can be Lyft and Uber drivers. 
It's incredible yeah. the kind of money. That I, I think a lot of people make. do it as a sideline, so it's an option for right. them, or it's a little few extra bucks. Well, I got a friend that figured out the whole okay, when are oil people coming in, going to the yes. shift? Ch- so they fly into Bismarck, and and that Uber or Lyft ride to Dickinson or to Watford City, yeah. mm-hmm. they make bank. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's crazy money. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, other industries will pop up. It would just so Marla, do you know what those are yet? I maybe have some idea. The all-knowing Marlo. Yes. Big sexy. I have my crystal ball right, right here. There. His name is Randy. It's Google. Google the magic oracle. Google, what's the next jobs? Okay. <laughs> Me joining us in the studio. Hello. Multitasker that Randy is. Oh, he's now been I'm, fixing I'm things. Now I'm getting a phone call. Broken around. Oh, okay, now sorry, he's got no, to see. I'm sorry, I have see? to take this. Well, he's the guy that keeps the transmitters up and running, so I guess that's he's, a good thing, too. Kind of important. Uh, just a little bit. Hey, uh, so we're talking about tech stuff, and and uh, one of the things near and dear to my heart, UAV. Uh, so yeah. drones, and it were, actually we had an interesting discussion on what was going on with um, DNA, which you've probably heard in the news lately. Uh, we were talking about Disney, and and they get your thumbprints, and and how you can engineer facial recognition, all this stuff. But later that's, a, that's another show. We another show. We I were pretty talk- serious earlier, so we need to get a little yeah. More let's get a little now. lighthearted. Yeah. Uh, UAV drones, uh, so many uses for them. A lot and, of uses. And, and what people need to remember is, it's not a drone for this or that. It, it's a, what a drone or a UAV is is a platform. Right. It's a delivery platform. You can put anything you want on that, so you can have it measuring whatever. It it, it can inspect power lines it can precision agriculture measure soil moisture and there are so many different facets to what a uav does but in its simplest form all it is is a platform you can mount whatever technology you want right. on that right yeah i uh i think about the different things i've done with uavs uh, and it's interesting. I, it's not just for realtors. It's not just for realtors. I, I, uh, I you know, I, I was the first person to be delivered a hamburger on a golf course via drone a couple of years ago. Really? Which I thought was kind of cool. I was on, on, on the King's, is it King's Court? King's, in King's Walk in Grand yeah, Forks. In Grand, in Grand yeah. Forks. They were testing this out. I happened to be. Beautiful course. Donated yeah. after the flood. Yeah. I, I come walking out there. I knew that they were going to be testing that day. I was out there for. Um, I was speaking at something and anyway, went out there. They knew I was going to be in town. So I got this little text. Hey, would you mind coming out? And I'm, I'm like, uh, I get there and they let me download the app. They, they're like, we don't let anybody download this because it's not really ready to go yet. But, but go you're ahead. Marlo, so go ahead. Go ahead. And I get out to like the whole, whole three and I hop on there and I order a burger and fries and a soft drink and I picked it up on the next hole. So Actually, did the did the drone ask you is there anything else and did and, I want and, fries with well, that? I, I, I no, would, it didn't ask me. Can that. I get an extra ranch? I, I heard the drone <laughs> forgot the ketchup. That's right. I yeah, was so they're not upset. perfect. Well, somebody loads that, so I, somebody else probably I forgot took my the golf club and started swinging at it because I was a little upset about <laughs> the lack of ketchup on it. You know, Other here's the that. funny thing, and I was in <laughs> I was in Colorado driving back from a dog show. This is long time ago and when uav and drones were just coming out just and there was a city in colorado on the front slope of the rockies a city in colorado 
actually legalized, you could shoot down oh, yeah. a drone in city limits. Yeah. Because everybody was afraid, well, privacy, and, and it could pop up in my backyard. And, and this community passed a law that, and beyond that, put a bounty on them. So you could shoot one down, bring it into City Hall, and get 25 bucks. So you have to think of the, you have to think this through a little bit. That's more about, you know, annoying your neighbor or whatever. If you truly want to spy on somebody, you'd park the drone a half a mile away right. and peek through the windows because the cameras, they're 4K cameras. Yeah, the optics are sake. amazing. Yeah. You don't, you don't need to be in front of somebody's window. If you want to surveil somebody, you do it from a ways away and nobody knows about it, right? You could be They're down only, the street a quarter mile. It's like, Marla, you've got earwax. You need to get correct. that out. Yeah. That's pretty much correct. Yes. Yeah. So it's not, it's more about just, you know, bothering people than anything else. But the, but back, back then, actually, the, the cameras weren't that, this is like 12, 14 oh, yeah, years yeah. ago. Now, so, so nowadays. Yeah. Nowadays. Yeah. yeah and they're but, cheap. The sensors are cheap. And, yeah. Yeah. The prices come to, and, all right, tell me in your opinion, was this the beginning of UAV? Because I remember when I was little for Christmas, I wanted one of those little remote control RC helicopters. Well, the UAVs have you know that, that was a, that was a drone. They're, they've all been drone-ish, right? Yeah, Randy. I mean, what do you what do you think? I mean, did you did you fly well, a little? Well, RC in that control? in that you had to fly them. They didn't fly themselves like they do now. They but, didn't have but, the, somebody's. They didn't have the gyros in them and the GPS. There's a there's a lot of improvements to them, yeah. but I mean, you two don't... weeks ago I was up at Train ND uh, up in Williston, yeah, uh, Train ND Northwest, and they're in the process of building out a huge drone UAS right site right uh, across the river. Um, the training center that they've got, it's top of the world. Uh, it, it's forefront. A friend of mine who runs Skyscopes is the one that helped them develop the program. Not dissimilar from them they're developing at BSC. He wrote yep. the curriculum for uh, UAV at Bismarck State College as well. Um, phenomenal. It, in cutting it, and somebody can be wherever. I remember when UAV first, from a military application, and when the Happy Hooligans went away, they took the two best pilots, one of which was a friend of mine, and they went to Colorado Springs for 18 months to train. And his job, uh, when... The mission went away for the happy hooligans as fighter jets. His job was, okay, I just fly missions. Right. And, and somebody would fly him a UAV, and he would do the strike, and then he would hand it back to somebody else. Yep. And have somebody. It, and he can go home at night and spend time with his family yeah, or whatever. And, yeah. And yeah. halfway around the world is where these sorties yep. are being yeah. flown. Yeah. It's like a video game. Yeah. But it he was really in the is. office playing the video game right. great great analogy yeah sure. and, and when i was up at train nd in northwest in williston and guess what's sitting on the desk next to each one of these control stations little playstation controller yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what it is even, even more yeah. like a video and game that's yeah. why young people and kids are so acclimated to uav mm-hmm. i i took my grandson out um he's been flying drones you're old enough to have a grandson years. yes i'm old enough to have okay. a grandson and uh, I, we had two of them. I had my my DJI Phantom Three at the time, and he had this little fifty dollar thing that I picked up so he could learn how to fly this thing. Right? I don't even have have mine up in the air yet, and he's he's zipping around the football field with his already. Loop de loops and, and and doing all this stuff. And I just I just handed him my controller, and the next thing you know, he's just zipping around with that thing. So he's a master at yeah. this, and it takes us forever to figure out. But we didn't grow up with it. And, and remember all the parents that have yelled at their kids, get out of the basement, stop yeah. playing video games. Yeah. Okay. And now their jobs are dependent. When on you're it. 40 and still playing video games in your parents' basement, that might be a little different. 
but the great career path. Right. If if you want to get out of the base. Exactly. Well, what I was after with all this drone talk is that are we seeing the end of fireworks? Really? Well, these drone hmm. shows that oh, are becoming yeah. more and more interesting. And I mean, you, you can do amazing things with these, these drone shows now. I mean, and maybe the big fireworks, you know, because, you know, even locally we have a Drones couple, don't do the thump. That's right. At 11 o'clock at night. Feeling and, fireworks is half the fun of the yeah, fireworks. That's, well, that's true. I won't, I won't argue with that, but there are times like when it's not the 4th of July and all of a sudden somebody puts a fireworks show on in our community. You know this for a fact. Oh, yeah. People and, would complain about the larks. 911 would just light up like, what's going on? Who's got the fireworks going off? The at larks won at night. Yeah. before 11 o'clock. It was fine. Yeah. but but Not a school night. But people would still call. I yeah. mean, I know for oh, a fact absolutely. that they do. So, um and with with drone shows you don't have to do that and you can do amazing things you could spell out the larks logo in the sky you could have players so up there hitting the so bus. they're light shows they're light yeah. shows yeah so they put two three four eight hundred drones in the sky at one mm-hmm. time and they form it's like an led board right or an led right, screen right. and they all have different colors each one's a pixel on that's exactly right. Did yeah. you have a light sky. bright when you were growing up? I did. Yeah, Loved it. I did too. I thought about that too. It was like really cool. You could do all kinds of stuff. In fact, I want to go play with mine now. I, w- <laughs> I was just going to say, I want one now. I still want one. You know the one I wish I still had? It's my so Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yes, I, wish I, I, still I had that. that. We can play that for real life if you want. <laughs> I was so privileged I had Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I, I love my that Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I would toy. love to get my Rock'em Sock'em Robots back. Sure, absolutely. Yep. I had to take one apart one time because the head wouldn't stay down. Oh, so yeah. To fix that. Yeah. And, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about, we were talking during the break, as usual, uh, cutting the cord. There's some new innovation out there. Now, when Clarence from Price Electronics on, we talk a lot about uh, Android yeah. and Sony's Android platform for Android TV. Um, you've got another platform that's coming out. Well, it's it's not or new. Out now. It's just, yeah, it's Google Chromecast, but Google Accentuated. Has come out now with a streaming box. So unlike, um, if you added Chromecast to your TV or your, could you add it to your radio too? I think you could. I think they had a Chromecast radio. I don't know. I I have it on my TV. Yeah, and and uh, basically it was designed to cast. You know, so from your phone. I'm thinking fishing right now. Yeah, I know, Uh, but because you're stuck in that space. I went fishing this weekend. It was really good. Did you catch anything? Yeah. Okay. Limited out walleyes. I got a oh. four and a half pound walleye. Oh, nice. Yeah. We, it's nice. <laughs> casting. We're, now we're talking about fishing. We're casting. All right. I, I love how all three, all three of us suffer from ADHD. I feel bad for for everybody listening to us. Uh, so, yeah, Chromecast, I mean, you would take your phone if you were watching something on YouTube, and you could literally cast it to that television. And you could you could... You know, sync it to like maybe your photos in your um, Google Drive. I'm just trying to think of the things that I've used it for. That I, I use that actually a lot. That feature and that, and it'll be like a slideshow on my television or whatever, right? Um, but now you can with the new feature, you can do all of that, and you can bring in Prime or Hulu or whatever, and it has a remote to it. It's uh, 4K ready, and it runs 49 bucks. Kind of a Roku stick on steroids. That's what it is. Hmm. Interesting. That's so, not that's not a bad price either. No, well, no. But, but think about it. What it does. If you want to cut the cord now, now my problem with a lot of those services is, <sighs> I walk home, I turn on TV, it's background, it's decompression time, and that's all it is. Right. I, 
I don't have time to spend two hours going through what do I want to watch on Netflix right. or Prime or Peacock. or That's, that's I, when you get uh, Alexa and, and, yeah. and, and with the hunches thing. And then it's 85 degrees in my house. No, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I, I use Chromecast and I have Hulu and I have Discovery Plus, which I love. Um, but you run out of options after a while because it's like old shows. Right. And once you watch a season, when you get a season, um, then what are we going to watch next? So that's that's the only downside to it. But so I'm, I'm a cord cutter from the word go. I see a I see a correlation now between the AI in your Alexa and the hunches thing, right? So when you're watching Gilligan's Island, <laughs> it thinks that you want to be on the tropical island, which is why it moves your temperature to 87 oh, there degrees you go. in your house. Yeah, Alexa never could answer why the professor couldn't. Fix the hole in the boat, but can make a radio out of a coconut. Come on, you remember, you remember the episode when they tried That's really to make bothering the, me. They tried to make glue. They did try to make glue. The, the it, glue didn't, didn't it didn't work. work. Those poor people, they're yeah. still stuck on they're that island. They're still there. <laughs> they never got out of there. So much for that three hour cruise. They're in cruise. Gilligan heaven now. Well, we had just had a two hour cruise. <laughs> Why did oh the house bring all those clothes for a three hour this, tour? Yeah. This was quite the ride. Thank you for listening to the Tech Ranch with the Guru of Geek, Marlo Anderson. This has been a Q1 Network production.